Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, a relaxing and informative show where we explore anxiety, panic, and PTSD, sharing how you can overcome them for life. To the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Now let's get talking about today's subject matter, agoraphobia. So this is pretty common in my email box. There's a lot of people asking questions about this. And so let's start off with what psychology today defines it as. Their definition is that it is translated from the Greek as fear of the marketplace. Agoraphobia involves intense fear and anxiety to a real or anticipated place or situation where escape might be difficult. So I'll stop there because then it gets into some details, which if you already have this, you already know. And if you don't, you probably don't need any more ideas on where your fear can lodge itself. But let it, let us just say that it is about a place, right? A place or a situation. And that everybody doesn't struggle with this. It's It's not the anxiety that everybody feels. Some people have different places where their anxiety tends to lodge. What we want to do is talk today about this, quote, fear of the marketplace, this fear of situational or location anxiety. What happens when you uh, develop agoraphobia, you can begin to isolate yourself and be stuck at home. And this is another reason to consider being with people who are working on moving out of this. You're stuck in your home. If you're still on your computer, you're listening to this, you can get more resources. Go to our website, anxietycoachespodcast.com. Lots of good stuff on there for you to start looking at and expanding your, expanding your world while you're still feeling okay at home, okay? There's lots of different ways that we have to move through this, and we want to move at the pace that doesn't upset you more. There's a fine line between getting a little bit of exposure to what it is that you are fearing and re-triggering yourself and sending yourself back quite a number of steps. We can do this without triggering ourselves into more stress. So agoraphobia involves feeling very trapped, which means that you don't often have to feel it in one place, but maybe you feel it in another. It's about feeling trapped. Now you can feel trapped in an open space, or you can feel trapped in a small confined space. So it really is about the mind and how it is that you are thinking about that. Agoraphobia can make it difficult to drive or even to leave your home. So the driving part can be from many people who live in big cities or 
very congested areas talked to me about not being able to get off the highway, long distance between exits. And that can be a feeling of trapped. And that would be moving into agoraphobia, right? That's the fear of that situation of you not being able to get out. And I remember having this myself. So I remember that feeling of always wanting to know uh, where the exits were and what my exit plan was. Of course, this is all going on in my head. Nobody around me knew it. But even in a restaurant, I would want to know where the exit was in a movie theater, everywhere that I went. I just uh, would be making sure I knew where the exit was. So this was moving me into this of of being afraid of certain situations, right? Sometimes people are home alone And that can be difficult for them. Even being in their home can feel like they are in fear or panic because they are alone. So again, that could be more the situational thing. I don't have a safe person with me. And so even though they're home, they may feel trapped because they don't have their person with them and they couldn't go and do what they needed to do because they were alone. This is uh, this next point is something that I remember very clearly. The worry that help will not be nearby can make one feel afraid of being alone. So that's that thing of you being home alone, that help is not nearby. Because we often had this feeling when we have anxiety and when we are moving into agoraphobia or have it, that we need help, that we can't do what we need to do on our own. We need help. I can remember, and I actually talked to a client uh, earlier in the week that talked about going on vacation. I remember doing this um, and looking, wanting to know where the hospitals were, where, you know, like always wanting to know where the help was, where's the nearest help. And it sounds like, oh, oh my goodness, what is that about? It's about not feeling safe. We come back to this over and over again. And depending who you are and what your life experience is, your quote help is going to look different than somebody else's. But for many of us, it was something very official like that. Like, where is the nearest uh, medical help? Remember, the fact that you're listening to this, hearing my voice right now, being here with me right now, means that you're not alone. And I want to remind you, because I've been in your shoes, that even though you may have the feeling of not being safe, that if we take a moment right now, we can really get into our mind and tell it the facts, not the story, but the facts. And the fact is, if you're listening to this, you're safe. And we have to remind ourselves of this over and over again because we've already reminded ourselves of the negative thoughts so many times. Those have worn a groove so deep that the only way to groove out of it is to remind ourselves over and over of the facts. And the fact is, if you are listening to my voice right now, you are safe. So let your muscles relax. Let your shoulders drop down. Let your jaw relax. Very important place to let go of your tension. It sends a great message of safety to your mind and body. Have you tried one skin for your skincare routine yet? 
I love the simplicity of these products and the medical grade ingredients in them, not to mention how easily they fit into my skincare routine. The OS1 Face Moisturizer and OS1 Eye Cream make skin look visibly smoother and clearer and immediately feel softer and more hydrated. The secret is One Skin's proprietary OS1 peptide. It's the first ingredient proven to switch off the aging cells that cause lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin, and several studies back it up. So if you're tired of cycling through ineffective skincare trends and overcomplicated routines, then I'm so excited to share with you One Skin, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. OneSkin is the world's first longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ACP at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ACP. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Another thing that we want to remember if we get out in situations, let's say like I was at the restaurant and I used to be looking for the exit because I was feeling anxious and I was feeling trapped, that what is happening to me physically at that restaurant is the exact same thing that would be happening to me physically if I were home. Nothing peculiar is happening. And it's me being in the situation and I have placed this importance on the situation as being very big and very scary. And that's a story I've been telling. Again, we're not looking at the facts there. It's a story that I've told myself over and over again that I'm not safe here. This feels uncomfortable. Well, I could be having that same feeling at home. Now, maybe I wouldn't because I'm not having the same thoughts, but the fact is that it isn't the restaurant or the chair I'm sitting in. It is my mind and it is what I am absorbing and what I am thinking and how I'm processing those thoughts. Am I letting them just float through? Am I letting these thoughts come and go, seeing them with curiosity? Or am I grabbing a hold of them and feeding them? Am I moving along with them and adding to the story and adding to my stress? We have a choice here. That's why we like to use a pause. And you can do that even right now. Just pause and remind yourself, hey, my feet are on the floor and breathing. I'm okay. I'm safe. I can choose to follow that thought or I can choose to let it go. And again, We've done the opposite for so long, we're going to need to do this over and over and over again, but it will make a difference. Because what we tell ourselves really becomes our truth. We have to be careful what we tell ourselves. We've gone along and just listened to random thoughts, taken them as truth. We've believed them and thought them over and over to the point that that becomes our truth. That becomes what we believe. But we can change that. Just as when you take a medication, it could even be a sugar pill. But if you believe that that is going to help make you feel better, it makes you feel better. It actually wasn't the pill. 
It could have been a sugar pill if you were in a study, and it still made you feel better. That is your powerful mind. This super powerful mind that got you into this anxious thinking is the same powerful mind that can pull you out. It's just depending which way we're going to go with the dial. Are we going to believe this or are we going to believe that? So let's take time. It takes time and it takes some effort to be able to decide, to discriminate, to discern what we're going to believe and what we're going to do with the thoughts that come through our head. So let's go through some action steps that you can take. The first one is that you want to be able to work on reducing your anxiety, general anxiety, calming your body and your mind down through number one, meditation. If you're not doing meditation yet, Take heart and start. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be a big deal. Start with five minutes. And you know what? If five minutes doesn't feel doable to you, commit yourself to one minute. One minute set on your timer where you just sit and watch your breath. Another one that you can do is relaxation. Any kind of relaxation response is good. So there's many things you can do. Dr. Herbert Benson was my first introduction to the relaxation response way back in the day. And very important to be able to relax those muscles and relax the mind. You want to have a good diet. We talk about diet in a lot of different podcasts, and it's something that is can sometimes be very individual. So there's there's a lot you can do and a lot of things we can talk about generally, and maybe we'll do another podcast on that in the future here in uh, the beginning of the year here. It's a good time to talk about these things because many people are making changes in their health and making new commitments to their health and their well-being. So a good diet You can also use supplementation. Again, it can get very individual and personal, but there's some general things you can do. Also, you can start new routines such as yoga or qigong. It's important to find these things that bring the body and the mind into alignment, brings it together, your breath and your body, your thoughts, your consciousness, and bringing it all together in a practice. And that is uh, both yoga, qigong, um, tai chi, any of those that are incorporating mind and body together will make very big difference in how you feel and how you are able to actually see what it is that's going on in your mind when thoughts come through. The second thing that you can use is visualization. You want to be able to be in your safe place comfortable at home, no anxiety, just feeling cool. And imagine yourself going to places outside of your quote safety zone. Use your imagination. And people with anxiety usually have very, very good imaginations. It can be, again, a double-edged sword. It can be the the imagination that can take us to amazing, wonderful, beautiful places, or it can take us to a living hell. We have to decide for ourselves which way we're going to go with our imagination. And it takes a little effort to actually steer it the way that is for your well-being versus the way that it has just gone in a habit form over many years. So imagine going places outside your safety zone and use 
that use details in your imagination to reinforce the memory being formed through the activity. And then it will be as if you have done this. The mind-body doesn't know the difference um, of having thought that you were doing something delightful and beautiful and wonderful or having done it. And so uh, you, there's a lot of studies been done on this. Obviously, a lot of athletes have done and do continue to use visualization for performance. You may want to really play with this because it takes some time. You have to get quiet. You have to be ready to just immerse yourself in your imagination, but give it a try. And I would love to hear how you are doing with that. Number three, you can have a friend who feels safe to you. They are like a person that you are confident being around and they're not adding more stress to yourself, but somebody that you feel safe enough with and you can go out into the world with them. Now you can use this in driving. I remember my my anxiety was really pretty high. It was very high back before we had cell phones even. And I can remember when cell phones first came out, of course they were as big as a brick, but but it was a cell phone. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, how I thought that might have been a great thing to have had when I w- was so scared. There were times uh, early on in my anxiety that I was uh, had a lot of fear on driving and how it would have helped. Um, now, whether it would have or not, I don't know. But having a friend with you can be helpful. Keeping your phone with you can be helpful. But having the friend with you, whether you're it's for driving or whether it's just to walk to the mailbox from your house, have somebody with you. You could also, if you were in our group, you could report that you were going to try it and then report back to us how you're doing. You can use friends trusted people, relatives, family members to to help you here. Just have them be with you. Tell them what you're doing and let them just hang hang with you and, and walk. Maybe it's a walk around the block and maybe you do it 10 or 20 times before you're ready to expand it, but you will. I promise you, these are very deep grooved habits that we have formed with our fear. We don't flip out of them overnight. We can make the change and we want to stick with it. Don't give up too early. The fourth idea is to use exposure, very gradual and progressive exposure to spaces beyond your immediate comfort zone. Like I was just talking about having a friend with you to do it, or you could do it on your own. It depends on your situation. And this can help you to build up your tolerance to new places over time. It's probably going to feel a little scary because you haven't done it in a long time, but I want it to be a little scary, but still doable. And you want to do this over and over again. So if going around the block was a little bit of a stretch for you, then take your buddy with you and combine these two things and take them around the block with you and notice how you feel and pay attention to it. It's like, okay, hey, my heart's beating, but I know I'm safe. Because you have the tools now. You have things that you know. You have listened over and over here. And you understand that you are not alone. So many people are going through this. And so many people come out the other end. So whatever you do, make sure that you keep good heart. 
You can't give up too soon. Just keep going one foot in front of the other. And if you take a few steps back, that's perfectly okay. It doesn't mean the end of anything. It just means you were tired or it was too much. There's a million different reasons it didn't work that day. You just try again. I am so happy to have you with me. I'm so glad that we are here together on these little bits. And I hope that you will keep me posted in how you are doing. Anxietycoachespodcast at gmail.com. I look forward to your email. And now for today's quote. It is true that we are called to create a better world, but we are first of all called to a more immediate and exalted task, that of creating our own lives. And that's from Thomas Merton. I'll be back in a few more days with another podcast. Until then, be well and aloha. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Anxiety Coaches Podcast. Find more information at the anxietycoachespodcast.com. 